Welcome to this episode of the Million Dollar Mastermind. I'm Larry Wydell, and let's get started. Today, let's talk to award-winning photographer Thorsten Overgaard and a master marketer who can show you the natural way to expand your business. Now, uh, how did you expand your business from a job where you're doing articles and photos? I guess you were doing, uh, that's where you went from just people to buildings during that thing. You kind of started looking at everything, I guess, at that point. Yeah, I mean, you could say a, a photography style. Yeah, sometimes people ask, what is your style of photography? And I will tell them it's people and atmosphere. It's just uh, an answer to please them. I mean, fundamentally, uh, a style of photography is not about if it's uh, travel or people or celebrities or fashion. It's about your look. And, and it's kind of like the, the interesting thing is like you, you walk around with a camera and you feel like taking a photo of something. Um, and that is basically your style. Whenever you stop to take a photograph, the way you want to do it, that is what defines your style. And later on, I would I would have people say like I can all they would say I can always recognize one of your photographs. It doesn't matter what lens or anything. I can always recognize it. And I was a little bit startled. So I would look at my own photos and, think, and look at them like, what do they mean? They can recognize it. And I get it more and more because I can also see with other photographers or writers or whatever that I can recognize their style. And it's not about the subject or which country or if it's color, black and white or anything or what camera they used. It's what they see and how they communicate it. That's the style. Well, I guess it's related to the fact that, uh, you know, when, I don't know if you're this way, but when I hear my own voice on a recording, it's like, that can't, that doesn't sound like me. And uh, uh, everyone else says, yes, it does. You know, like you can't hear how your own voice sounds, you know. And uh, maybe that's like you can't notice your own style. You know, it's just like, that's your fingerprint. It's just you being you. So the these things, so I want to talk about how you expanded that, but just doing, like, it sounds so simple. You know, I did an article and some photography every day. I mean, you had to come up with something new every day. And uh, that, I think I would guess, Thorsten, that caused you to get, become very efficient because like right now it's amazing how much you get done in a you know with the just not beyond the face-to-face with the workshops and the travel and all of the time there but the time uh that it takes by yourself to uh uh write and process your photos and put them down in a, a format on the internet or for your your ebooks you get a lot done and was that where you got really effective at doing that because there's no shortcuts at developing those skills it was almost like you were trained from that job to do what you're doing today yeah i mean i, I believe if you have uh, a strong purpose. I mean, if, if you are doing what you really want to do and you have passion about it, then you can be very effective. You're not going to get up in the morning and doubt what you should do today. You know already uh, what you want to do and you have this purpose that you want to 
do this thing. And then of course you have to be organized. I mean, people have this idea that if you're an artist, you should, you should be disorganized, you know, you should just, uh, and I don't believe in that because the, 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 the value product of being organized is freedom. So that means you don't have to look around for where things are or wonder how to do something. You already know everything is ready. Uh, and you can say, you say when you put down the camera after the day, you put the camera, you put the battery in the charger, you empty the SD card into the computer and, and it's organized. So next day the camera is ready to photograph again. And that's just a little bit of being organized. And I mean, I have the same when I, like anything I write, I have systems of writing things and, and putting all my content, uh, pictures and text and everything. Uh, so I can easily put it into use, you know, um, but, but I think fundamentally it's like, uh, yeah, of course, I mean, you have to train some skills, you know, but what is fundamentally like is the purpose. And then as an artist, you have to get rid of this idea that you have to be disorganized or on drugs or something like you, as an artist, you should not watch television. You shouldn't do drugs. You shouldn't get uh, drunk or anything. You just focus on your art and be as clear in the mind as possible and uh, spread it out wide. That's, that's the, <laughs> that's, that's how you should do it. And, and I mean, I know one thing is like I have, uh, even when I did advertising, I would do copywriting, I would do design, I would do the sales, I would hire and fire people, I would, and accounting. I, I knew how to do everything because I don't know, I just, I wanted to know that. Some people have this idea that, that if they get a manager and they get a PR and they get a PA and they get all this, then they can perform the art, but that's not, that's not going to happen. Like somebody has to start it. Somebody has to produce the content and that's you. So you just better get going with it. And if there's something you don't know, like if you don't know how to post to Instagram, you better find out how to post to Instagram or you don't know how to do email marketing or operate a computer or something like and get going with it. You know, it's uh, like if you're a painter, you have to know about paint and surfaces, how to paint something. So it stays there. just looks nice in hundred years also, but if using a computer is part of it, you have to learn how to use the computer. You should be just as good at using a computer as, as you are as, and in painting techniques, you know. Um, but the fundament for it all is purpose. And you can say, I mean, I love traveling around the world. And I know that if I worked for Microsoft and they told me you have to stay in this best Western something hotel or something, and you have to eat here and you have to be at this place, nine o'clock in this hotel and show this PowerPoint, that we prepared. I mean, I would die after a week, you know, but that's not my life. My life is like, I say, no, I want to go to Tokyo in November. And then I also want to go to Vietnam. I haven't been in Vietnam. So I'll go to Vietnam. Uh, I also want to do a workshop in Iceland because I want to see Iceland. So that's what drives me. And then you can say the second, that's the first thing is like, no, I want to go to Iceland. Second part is the business plan. Can I get people to go to Iceland with me? And right now I'm in, in, in a phase of my life where I can say, well, I'm going to go to Iceland no matter what. If people are going to follow me and do a workshop, I'll do a workshop and have a look at Iceland and see, see what's happening in Iceland. Because that's what I feel like doing, and there must be a reason why I would go to Iceland. And if I know, then I will know after, why did I go to Iceland? That maybe uh, there were some photos I had to take or there was some inspiration I had to get from there that would lead me to my next step, that it could be a book or exhibition or something, you know. Or I would go to Iceland and find out that was not fun. I'm not going to go to Iceland again. Then I know I don't have to waste my time in Iceland. So that's kind of how I operate. So everything is like, it's, it's, it's driven by what do I want to do? What do I 
in his uh, in. I never wake up and think, oh, I should do a workshop in uh, in somewhere because that would be good money. I don't care about uh, the money because I know money follows when you do when you follow the passion and you have fun. People want to be with you and uh, be part of that, so they're going to pay for it. You know, it's, it's not a problem. Uh, you don't have to worry about that. Of course, you can. You not worry about it. You can optimize the business part of it later and see how can you upsell, how can you sell packages, how can you do this, how can you sell st- things again you already did and so on. Uh, but that shouldn't be the first thought how you can how you can make money on it. The first thought should be like how can how can I make a valuable contribution and have fun uh, doing it, you know, and make something that's worthwhile, worthwhile and, and hopefully it stays for 500 years and people are going to have fun with it for the next 500 years, you know. That would be the ideal. So, yeah, so that's the thinking. Now I got, uh, I want to tell tell you something on my own uh, experience that relates to that idea that you've got to decide what you want to do and be willing to go do it if uh, people want to go with you or not, or they want to believe in you, they want to support you, if they want to encourage you, if they want to get involved. But once you decide you need to do something, you got to go for it. You can't wait for the approval of others, the endorsement of others, the support of others. If it's something you want to do, you got to figure out how to go, and then it's a matter of letting them uh, have the chance to do it. When I went to, uh, I've never talked to you much about our business, but when I was 30 years old, I went up to expanded from uh, Atlanta up to North Carolina to open a business. And, uh, you know, the idea was to recruit recruit and train and open offices. And so the first year, my goal was 200 recruits, but I only had, I uh, only wound up with 56. But I had, you know, two, three, four key people and then a, about 17 stragglers. And uh, at the first of the year, uh, I'd gotten a game plan. A friend of mine in Houston had recruited 1,800 the year before, and I figured out how he had done it. And I'd always beat him before he did that, you know, until he pulled off that miracle. So I knew if he did it, I could do it. And so I got really motivated, really motivated by going from recruiting two or three people a month to recruiting 1,800 in a year because I saw what it did for his income. His income exploded to uh, over $70,000 a month, like in nine months. So I figured if I can recruit 1,800 people like he did, I can make you know, a year from now, I could be making 80000 a month, a million dollars a year. So I figured out how he did it, talked to him, and so I kicked off my second year in North Carolina with a meeting. And uh, I let him know, I'm going for this if, uh, with or without you, because I believe it can happen, and it's all I want to do. And uh, I got him psyched up. I told him how we could do it, this, that, and the other. And most people, you know, bought in. They thought it was a great idea. And again, it was just a small handful of people there. But by the, my most talented guy, Thorsten, was my neighbor, Lindsey Stevenson. So he'll be immortalized now on the podcast. 
And uh, he was the single most talented person I've ever met for our business in terms of communication skills, charisma, this, that, and the other. And uh, after the meeting was over, he got in my face, smoking a cigarette, blowing smoke in my face, and just kind of laughing. He said, Larry, you're never going to recruit 1,800 people. What are you talking about? Did you lose your mind? And this is my best person. And I said to myself, I, I just uh, said to myself, I just kind of smiled and walked away. I said, you are dead to me. Watch what happens. I didn't say it out loud, but that's what I said to myself. And we wound up recruiting 1,800, 7,500 the year after that, and then 15,000 the year after that, you know. You know, at that time, he was right. You know, all logic was against, but... uh, you made a very good point there a few minutes ago about uh, you've got to take you've got to take a stand in your life for what you want to do, or you're just people say, "How can I stand out? How can I be just not just another face in the crowd?" Uh, well, you got to stand up, and uh, uh, I know that's what you can relate to because on your website, Thorsten Overgaard website you have an article about if you want to be an artist be an artist people don't have the right to t- you know you know uh to tell you you can't do that and uh you've got to get to that point where like if you want to be a photographer you've got to get where you can say i'm a photographer i'm an artist or i'm a writer or i'm a comedian or i'm a whatever it is uh you've got to be able to at least say that speak it into existence and uh, then get started pursuing it if that's what your passion is. And that's a big part of what I see you do for people is get them inspired about what they really want to be inspired about. Yeah, that's what, what I uh, learned over the years. Because, I mean, uh, when, I start, when I started teaching photography, well, I basically started because people asked me, can, can, you, uh, can you tell me what camera to buy or how to use the one I have? So I thought, okay, how can I, how can I formalize this? So that's how I started doing workshops. And my workshops to begin with was just two evenings of theory where I would tell people everything you need to know about photography, which is basically like, what is the buttons in the camera, the aperture and the lens and what is what and what's the history of it? How does film work? And that was tough uh, workshops for people because it was so much theory. And then it went in two directions. One was that people asked, can we go out and take some photos also? So I added that we would take photos in the workshop. And also I would have people ask uh, in other places than Denmark, they would say like, hey, can you come and teach in New York? Can you come and teach in Los Angeles? And that's how I started traveling. I, to begin with, it was just like, oh, that's cool. I can do this in New York and I could get, get paid for the flight ticket. But then, of course, as it, as it got like worldwide, then it wasn't enough that you just pay for the flight ticket. And it's like, it's a job, you know, uh, and it's a business. And then the workshop added like uh, more photography but also i realized when people had a digital camera that they would take photographs but they didn't do anything with the photograph and because the definition of a photograph is someone who makes photographs so if you just take photos and you don't edit them and do something with them then you're not really doing it right so we added also that you had to learn to uh, organize and edit your photographs uh, so we went fully uh, complete on that and uh, so that's that's basically how the workshop came about. And now I forgot the original question you, you asked. <laughs> that got me started on this. Well, that was, that was no, you you answered. It was like, you know, how did you got to take a stand and go for what uh, you want 
you know, that you're excited about, but that's how you get started, but that's how you really, that answers the question of how you expanded your business and how you can keep the, keep the success coming. Great content. Thank you, Thorsten. All right, take care. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Million Dollar Mastermind with me, Larry Wydell. If I've helped you in any way, leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. For more information like this, listen to our other Million Dollar Mastermind episodes and check out my Wydell Academy YouTube channel and visit us on WydellOnWinning.com. I'm the Million Dollar Mastermind, and until next time, go, go, go.